Welcome to the Modern Marketing for Today's Accountants podcast, where our experts will share best practices on running your firm in the digital age. This podcast is brought to you by Countingworks Pro. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to our podcast. Today, we'll be covering eight ways to grow your practice by focusing on client retention. This topic also leads us into common traits of the most successful pros. If you have any questions on the topic or any feedback for us, I know I've mentioned this in our intro, but message us on Facebook or Instagram at CountingWorksPro. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any additional questions, any topic ideas, or any feedback on the topic, let us know. Lee, I'm going to pass it over to you. Um, We're going to jump into the current state of this industry and then get into retention or otherwise known as churn. All right. Thank you, Alex. So one of the first things I want to start with is uh, all of us in the tax and accounting industry realize that the most successful practices are built on trust. And this is something that we see continually in Uh, survey after survey that show that CPAs, accountants, enrolled agents are the most trusted advisors, and they are for a reason. But the thing you need to realize is when you and your clients are involved in a business relationship, if there is no trust, the engagement will end. And that's uh, really what we're going to talk about is how to improve your client retention. What are the surprises that you can offer uh, to your clients to make them more uh, likely to refer other clients to you, uh, more likely to pay more for your services, um, and more likely to trust you even more than they do today. Uh, there's a couple things in as far as the industry goes. We obviously have COVID. Uh, right now, we have the Delta variant. We have a lot of unknown, a lot of fear in the, the market. How you're going to deal with your clients? Are you going to be able to interview them again in person? Uh, so there's a lot of things going on. In addition to that, we have a lot of new, what I call technology-enabled competitors, uh, firms like Pilot, uh, obviously options to go DIY if they trust DIY more. Um, into it live, bookkeeping, all these kind of things. So, you know, right now you have a lot of people trying to poach your clients. So the, the question is, how do you retain them? Um, one of the things we uh, are going to talk, it's kind of a theme today, is uh, practices that offer great experiences have a 16% price premium on their services and will retain more clients. So lowering your churn rate is obviously going to be a, a, an important element that we're going to talk to you today. So let's get going, Alex. Yes. So I want to start on, um, since we didn't get a better idea of retention and churn, I want to dive into some of the reasons that clients may be unsatisfied and this churn may occur. And Lee, feel feel free to interject anytime. I'm going to, we have a good list here, but I'm going to go kind of all through it in different directions. But these reasons that your clients can leave um, could be situational or personal. Unfortunately, examples for that would be businesses shutting down, your clients moving out of state, and you aren't able to help them. And that would be situational. But there are factors that you could possibly avoid as well um, that would cause clients to leave. Um, Like if they find someone else that has a better price, if you have a lack or if the lack of responsiveness would be another reason, um, overall customer satisfaction. In a lot of our past webcasts and webinars, we do talk a lot about gaining new clients, but retaining them is so important as well. So um, there's also outgrowing your knowledge or capabilities and them needing a bigger option um, or downgrade the service level. So a client's experience both online and offline, determines how much they'll spend with you and what they'll share about you online. 
So in order to avoid these reasons for clients leaving this this churn that we've been talking about, we want to give some tips to be a really successful tax and accounting pro. And although, like I mentioned, some of these situations are unavoidable, we do want to help you avoid them as much as possible. So we're going to jump into the eight common traits of the most successful pro, and I'll have Lee kick it off. And we're going to go through these pretty quick. Yeah, and I'll just add to it. I mean, so you know, what we're talking about today is what we call retention-first uh, growth strategies. And one of the things, just defining churn, um, it's one of the most crucial KPIs, but basically your turnover rate is an indicator of how satisfied your clients are overall with your services, right? And one of the things that we see is people refer others to you if they like you, trust you, and know you. So some of the things we're going to talk about today are ways that you can improve those three items. So let's uh, go ahead and jump into what we consider number one. Alex, if you'd like to bring that up. Sure. Um, Number one is definitely maintaining constant contact. Um, You can automate your newsletter. You can have weekly blog posts, share content in your live events on social media, both personal and business. We do have clients and we have known people in the industry that don't want to share super personal events. And that is totally fine too. But just maintaining that constant contact, that presence through emails, through your blogging, through your social and being consistent with that is so important. And that's our number one tip and a trait for being a successful pro. Well, and I would add um, the beauty of what we do here at CounterWorks Pro is, is, you know, how do you use marketing automation to keep uh, tight client relationships. And basically, we know accountants are very busy. Um, in order to set up and manage and write content and create uh, uh, calendars, communication calendars, it's a, a little bit overwhelming. Uh, but one of the main reasons why this is so important is that frequent communication eliminates what I'll call the post-service doubts, right? So you meet with a client, you have a first engagement, and then they don't hear from you, Right. So the reason you want to maintain constant contact, and this is part of client retention number one, is that it improves your trust level and persuades the client to stay loyal for a long time. Uh, This will help them refer others and come back year after year. So uh, item one is simple, you know, keeping those automated newsletters, getting out in front of clients year round, utilizing those life events, because there's things, obviously, when it comes to tax preparation, we're talking about versus um, accounting right now, but life events occur year round. A lot of times people have a life event. They do not call you uh, or contact you to talk to you about it first. By the time you get uh, in front of them, it's too late. So uh, a lot of the reasons that um, this is what we consider one of the main things for client retention is to identify uh, planning opportunities ahead of time. I really liked your point too on the life events. Um, our number two is making it easy for clients to communicate with you. So um, like Lee mentioned, those life events are really important for you too. So having that open line of communication and meeting your clients where they are so they can utilize the digital tools to keep in touch with you is going to help everyone in the long run. So um, having clear contact info for your business, having that super simple way um, on your website, in your emails, having your phone number visible, all of that and keeping that clear and easy to find for your clients is super important. Um, And we'll always recommend, maybe we're biased here, but always using digital tools like a secure portal, e-sign, online calendars, digital forms, and video conferencing. Um, I know we're in this digital world. Everyone's doing Zoom meetings, but they still are relevant. Your clients will be so thrilled to have that option. 
Um, yeah, so, I Lee? I was going to say, Alex, it's not just being biased. I mean, the reality is surveys tell us, um, you know, some of the elements we're talking about here. There's a Dun & Bradstreet did a big survey, uh, with a couple thousand people. And the top three things which I thought were interesting is 47%. This is what it was called is the most important elements of the ideal uh, client experience. And 47% said fast response to inquiries or complaints, which seems kind of common sense, but 47% said simple purchasing processes. And I relate this to the tax and accounting space on simple onboarding processes and simplify the buying process. So a lot of tax accountants make it put a ton of friction into the buying process, even from their websites. You know, when a new prospect lands on your website, what do they see? Is it easy for them uh, clear to understand what your, your your actual proposition is? You know, are you, are you doing transparent pricing? Is the value in that uh, packaging, you know, clear to them? And I think these are important things. But what's also interesting is uh, 34% of people uh, consider the ability to track orders in real time. So this could be activity on your account, knowing you're working on it, you know, you're busy, but at least they know something's being taken care of. So a lot of things that we were working on here at CountyWorks Pro is to improve kind of those top three things and to even enhance the digital experience more, because I believe in the future, the experience of the client is going to be equal to your expertise and your reputation. It's going to be a part of the buying process and, and then who they decide to work with. So definitely something to think about. Right. And maybe I should have said, I know I'm biased. Like I've got to have the newest technology. I'm up with the digital world. So I know I'm biased, but you're right. That is where we're going. So it's important. Um, number three on our eight common traits, the most successful pro just bringing us back is being responsive. So not just constant contact and not being easy to communicate with and having your contact information visible, but being responsive. So acknowledging every inquiry you get and being speedy in your responses. I know this is hard, especially in like busier seasons, but it is really important to be responsive. Um, if you are gonna be out setting a vacation responder, it's totally fine. Um, and just a note here, responsiveness is the third most important quality people seek in an accountant, coming after knowledge and responsiveness. People do hire professionals for a reason. This is, you know, not everyone has the skills and the knowledge of what an accountant would. So I think a lot of people are nervous. I, I don't know how exactly to explain it, Lee. You could probably better, but nervous going into this process of hiring an accountant. So being responsive and able to answer these questions and being speedy in doing so is super important. And it's our number three trait for a reason. Yeah, and I think the best way to say it is in any buying experience, the more confidence they have going in, the more they will trust you from the get-go. And I think everyone can relate to, you know, clients not listening to your advice. And, you know, perhaps it takes a while for them to learn their lesson, so to speak. But the reality is, um, you know, the more you can condition them ahead of time, um, the better off you're going to be. As far as the the third most important is responsiveness. We did a survey to another, our own survey, CounterWorks Pro did, uh, it was to 2,500 uh, business owners, high net worth individuals. And uh, that was where we got this data from. So uh, responsiveness is uh, obviously key. And one of the things I like to say is just a, a tip, even if you're super busy, and I know April 15th, uh, you know, with the COVID delays, we had other, um, challenges with deadlines, the reality is at least respond. If you So if a client inquires, don't let them wait for a couple of days before you respond to them. 
Um, mm-hmm. Go in there quickly and just say, hey, you know what? I just, yes, I did get the information because the last thing you want them is to call again and say, I didn't, you know, so-and-so didn't even reply to me. Just say, hey, yeah, I did get this. I, it's in my queue right now. Um, you know, we're trying to work through this as quickly as possible and, you know, and give them somewhat of an expectation of when they're actually going to get it done. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Lee. Um, and I want to piggyback on something you were talking about earlier about when people are looking on your webpage, stuff like that. And that brings me to number four on our eight common traits, and that is aiming for transparency. Um, upfront and transparent, especially with pricing, having your time, all your included features is so important. Make it super easy um, and stress-free. And this is a trend that we've talked about, and we're going to have a podcast about this in the future too, about value pricing and your packages services. But you want to have a human feeling site with package pricing to boost your income with existing clients. Um, we like to joke, you know, we can keep it, we can keep it light on the podcast, but don't be like an attorney. I think we said this in a webcast once and got some laughs and feedback, but don't be like an a- attorney. You don't want clients looking at their watch to cut their conversation short. Um, just because they don't know what they're actually paying for. So aiming for transparency is so important. That's our number four common trait. Yeah, and before we move on to this, it, the, in addition, I think if you, and when we're talking about packaging, the advantages here is you can actually charge a premium for it. Um, you're transparent in as far as these are the services that are provided. This is, you know, you get this much time on the phone. Um, you know, we'll do eight of these services and it will be a monthly rate of $1,500, right? Um, the, the reality is you take, when we say don't be like an attorney, meaning don't build like an attorney, you don't want your clients to have a relationship with you where they're stressed out that they're trying to get off the phone as quickly as possible with you. You want to be available. You want them to feel that they're getting a ton of value, but the reality is you can charge more and, um, and actually spend less time than if you were billing hourly. So aiming for transparency, I think is a great way to, again, it builds trust. It makes clients feel more comfortable when they're working with you that they're getting real value out of it. So it's a it's a, a nice thing to think about, especially if you have not thought about packaging yet. And we have some articles on our KennyWorks Pro blog, but uh, we'll do some podcasts in the future about it. Yes. Um, thank you, Lee, for clearing that up. If there's any attorneys on here, I promise we love you. I was joking. Yeah, I but mean, Lee, Alex, you're, Lee. you're going after them hard. <laughs> no, I know. I guess I'm expecting only accountants to listen. So I guess I just had to get one dig in. But I, I promise it's all lighthearted. Yeah, the tax Number, attorneys out there will, yeah, they, they'll be hearing. I'll just set up to your email. Great. <laughs> it's Lee to no, 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 no. Lots of noise feedback. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Number five on our eight common traits is embracing digital experiences. We talked about this in the beginning, and we're going to hit hard on this topic in all of our upcoming podcasts as well. But embrace digital tools, meet your clients where they're at with them, optimize every digital touch point. Um, I wanted to mention too on here, the CountyWorks Pro Flow CountyWorks Pro Flow incorporates digital experiences in all stages of the client experience. So we're happy to help with that. We help you with attracting and converting, onboarding, servicing your clients, gaining approval and retaining them. So we're happy to help you with every single step, but that all has to do with the digital experience. And that is not just us. That is where we are at and we are happy to help with that. And that's important. Yeah, I think with the the realities are is people are used to their experience with Amazon, 
or Apple devices or any other big brands. And they expect it quite honestly from every other brand that they work with, you know, work with. So one of the things I always like to say is, especially in the tax and accounting space, this isn't the most uh, exciting uh, part of people's lives. So, you know, taxes and getting ready for taxes, you know, dealing with books and, and managing cash flow and budgets, it's stressful. It's not a, an area that people are jumping up and down to, you know, to do each year or each month, whatever. So what we talk about is, you know, what start thinking about how are the ways that you can um, make each of these digital or each of these touch points, so to speak, um, use digital technology to make them a better experience. And so what examples of that, you know, how do I collect documents from clients? How do I present um, a quote, for example? How do I streamline or cut down the amount of back and forth between when a client is interested in working with me and actually being able to close them in one call? Those are the kind of things that we're going to, you know, that we're talking about here in, in enabling digital experiences. And these are um, topics that we will continue to talk about in our podcast going forward. Uh, but I think that's just a, a really important thing to think about. Yeah, I agree. And um, back to me being biased as well, our sixth, we only have three more of our common traits. So hang with us. But our sixth common trait of the most successful pro is building a mobile friendly speedy website with a clear value proposition. So like I said, I'm biased. I was a website designer in a past life. Still am when needed a little bit. But this is so important. Um, you want to make sure that your audience is speaking to the right audience. You want to highlight those pain points, communicate value. Um, it includes some educational content. Um, this can be a blog. This can be whatever you want it to be, but that's so important too. And making sure your site is mobile friendly and can be used by your clients on their phones. And we're going to talk about that a lot more upcoming too about websites more specifically, but having an easy to use and fast website that is mobile first and um, clear clear communication, all of that is so important. If your website looks like it's from the 80s, unfortunately, and it doesn't look good on mobile, it isn't loaded with helpful content, your clients are going to notice that. They might be hesitant to sign up and then they're less loyal for sticking around in the future when, like we've been saying, everything's going more digital, more towards websites and online meetings. So you need to make sure to keep that updated and easy to use for your clients. Yeah, I think, Alex, I, I'm a, a former web designer and current web designer as well, but there's a <laughs> bunch of different trends or psychology behind things. But basically, the, the, the trend is simplification. So how can we get our point across in more of an elevator pitch? than a long-winded, um, you know, old-fashioned website. So uh, a lot of times you'll see, you know, especially accounting websites, uh, lots of verbiage, lots of uh, designations, and lots of things, you know, speaking to clients in technical ways versus, um, you know, helping them figure out their pain points or identify uh, some pain points that they don't even know exist. The other issue is if you do not have a a speedy site. Google in June started changing the algorithm to uh, encourage people to have speedier, faster websites. They're putting it as part of the grading. So it's going to affect how you're found. So um, all of this searching is going on, whether you know it or not. And we all, we like to say this to you know uh, clients. So basically, hey, I'm not getting any calls. Well, that's because your website's not showing up on search because there is volume. People are making decisions based on what they find on the web about brands. They're you know, doing all their research before they even contact you. So the reality is if you do not have a site that is uh, what I'll call fast and clear, concise, 
um, you'll have harder issue uh, converting people. So it's a it's a big point, and it's a, it's a lot of time a challenge when we deal with our accounting um, clients to understand they're so used to doing things the old way. I did it this way last year. I did it this way five years ago. And the reality is, you know, you'll see a lot of the the brands that are converting the most. If you look at their brands, you know, a lot Apple, they have much cleaner, uh, faster, you know, fewer words to get across their point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to be clear too. Um, I know I said, if your website looks like it's from the eighties, I meant really specifically, if it looks like it was built in the eighties, since the eighties style is like back in, that's totally fine. We're happy to build a website for you that is eighties themed. So I wanted to be clear there. We're moving on from the old style, but it's still a trend. We just mean an old looking website. So um, we have two more and Lee, I'm going to let you jump into this one, but I would love to introduce it. Number seven of our eight common traits is having a solid five-star review profile. So we like to joke at CountyWorks Pro that what Google thinks about you is your reputation. So we always advise to Google your brand and decide if you would hire you based on what you would find. What do you think about that, Lee? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. And, you know, one of the first things I would say is, uh, what clients say about you does the selling better than any ad, any copy, any flashy uh, video that you create. And the reality is, if your clients are not providing you with five-star reviews, um, it's going to be harder and harder for you to convert uh, referrals as well. Uh, because if someone refers, it's not done in a vacuum. People have the internet now. They can do their research. They're going to Google your name and what they find and what they read about you. If it's a bunch of uh, poor uh, reviews, you're not going to get those phone calls. So uh, it's one of the easiest ways for our clients to stand out, one, um, to get found because it's part of the algorithm, how Google uh, ranks brands. Obviously, Google wants the searcher to be matched with the best business possible. Reviews are a solid indicator of whether that brand is legit or not, whether they should trust you. And it also brings in that, that theme that we talked about is establishing trust before they ever even become a client. So a lot of this research is done online about you before they call you. Um, five-star reviews make it easy to stand out. So uh, put the five-star reviews on your websites uh, and make sure you've optimized your Google My Business profile. Make sure you've gotten uh, or found or attracted, whatever you want to call as many five-star reviews as possible. Uh, look at your tax buzz re- uh, profile, your accounting works profile, um, you know, work on those. And if you, if you optimize all three of those profiles, when people Google you, Anything negative should be kind of pushed down to the bottom, especially now with uh, Google's showing less and less, and they're putting more emphasis on Google My Business GMB. So 100% of you have not optimized your Google My Business profile yet. uh, Do so uh, at the end of this podcast. Just uh, Google it. You know, uh, I claim my Google My Business profile. And then from there, you can start looking at how to optimize it and start attracting reviews. Yes, like Lee said, Google My Business. And if you need any help with that, the team at CountyWorks Pro is happy to help. Um, We put a lot of importance on that. So we'd love to help you get that done. Um, And then the last, number eight of the eight common traits of the most successful pros, and I'm going to introduce it. Lee, you can take it away. Number eight is being likable and showing some personality. And I know that seems like common sense, but putting your personality out into your marketing material, it'll make you more likable and it'll make your clients really comfortable knowing more about you. It'll dramatically improve your retention rates. And we've seen that with our clients and in the industry as a whole. Yeah, and it goes back to what I started with is people refer others uh, to you if they like you, they trust you and they know you. So 
Uh, trust is one thing on your, your expertise, um, but really, how do they get to know you? So putting your personality out in the marketing material, um, you know, make yourself more likable and approachable. Um, this includes just putting photographs of yourself um, and your staff. We actually uh, really push this with our uh, clients to do, you know, high-end professional photography. And, um, you know, your personality can come through um, in your photographs and even in the, the photography you use on your sites and your branding. Um, we use a tool called Photo Feeler. And it's interesting, you'll, you'll, we can take a couple different pictures, put it into Photo Feeler, and it's basically like a cloud sourcing feedback tool. And we can judge the what people think about trust, experience, uh, um, you know, what they think about you based on these pictures. So I think it's a big deal. So, the, you know, the ultimate goal is to earn the trust of your clients to drive more successful financial outcomes. So the more they trust you, the more they're going to follow your advice. I've seen this in my personal life. Uh, you know, uh, my uncle was an accountant. My father was a tax accountant. And just seeing the lifelong friendships that they develop, you know, when we go out and let's say we go golfing or something, you know, clients are in the foursome and it's different. It's just, um, you can tell they, they, they're not golfing with other professionals. Their estate planner probably isn't out on the golf course unless they're hosting it. But the reality is, you know, they become friends and you become friends with your clients. And I think it's an important element that you know that already because you're a practicing accountant. But I think the, the issue is try to show more of your personality and your marketing materials as well. So make yourself more approachable if you can. I would bet that your family reunions and golf games are a lot different than mine, considering my family is car salesmen and dealership owners. So it's more like a scene from Happy Gilmore and less of a accountant's fun yeah, day out. I thought you had a <laughs> drive through uh, It was like a drive through bar or something. Yes, we do. We do. There as well. So they, they go to the drive through bar and that's where they sell their, that's like the used car lot as well. Yep, both things, both things. We got a beer barn and a car salesman. That's all we need. There you go. That's the city's, uh, <laughs> the main professionals <laughs> need it. <laughs> well, that is it. That was um, our tips that we have for eight ways to grow your practice by focusing on client retention and our eight common traits of the most successful pros. So like Lee said, these stats are from surveys that we did with um, top people in the industry. So I swear we aren't making this up. It is um, validated and it is. it was great sharing with you guys. Like I mentioned, if you have any feedback for us, send it on Facebook and Instagram. Just keep in mind, I wanna have a couple closing notes and then Lee, I'm gonna pass it over to you if you have anything else and we can finish this out. But your goal should be to reduce churn by focusing on client retention and improving your client experience. Um, and like I mentioned, we're gonna talk a lot about attracting new clients, um, but we really wanna stress how important it is to have your client experience nailed down through these digital options because the client experience is gonna be better overall and attracting new clients will be even easier. Alex, you're making this sound like it's really hard. So. <laughs> uh, the main takeaway from the podcast is basically use marketing automation. I don't care what platform it is to keep tight client relationships. And that means, um, you know, kind of the end game is you're trying to train your clients with educational, informative emails so that they, one, feel tight with you, but also, you know, you're proactively reaching out with them. You're, you're putting your brand in front of them on social media. You're putting your brand on your blog, your email, on your website. And I think this is something that makes it easier for you to be referred 
Um, and more importantly, to build that trust factor up, you know, so uh, I, I think all of these are pretty easy. This is a pretty basic podcast that we're going over, but a lot of times people forget some of the basic stuff. So uh, hopefully you'll gather uh, some takeaways here that you can use in your practice, specifically get that Google My Business uh, listing claim to get some five-star reviews as quickly as you can. But I appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, we'll go ahead and close this up. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Um, Lee and I have a drive-through bar to get to, so we'll end it right here. Thanks. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much.